0: was less than ideal welcome (laughs) in to uh sad post game edition of the phnx dbacks podcast during the postseason i don't i we haven't had to do one of these yet this is there's this is the first Uh, of course i am your mayor of the postseason occasionally known as derek montia this is the hot tag on this show aka patrick lines and we will be hearing from the thunder stick The thunderstick, Patrick. Mm. The thunderstick. Yeah, thunderstick. Jesse Friedman, uh, also my vice mayor. But uh, yeah, (laughs) you (laughs) calling him the boomstick isn't the only mistake that made. But it was Barry. You were prognosticating what we perhaps were going to see tonight because the Phillies absolutely busted (laughs) out the boomstick against Zach Gallon and the Arizona Diamondbacks. It didn't seem to take much. This Diamondbacks offense was fairly stagnant, but Zach Gallon absolutely was not his best tonight.
1: No. It was uh, all about Zach Wheeler tonight. He was dealing. Zach Allen was dealing up a couple home run balls, gives up the three, five runs total by the time he ends up coming out. I think there are some positive takeaways from the Dimebacks. Obviously negative anytime you lose 5-0, excuse me, 5-3, but I think that is the positive, right? They got punched in the face, and they were able to come back just a little bit there. They didn't give up. They didn't give in, but I think Citizens Bank Park, might have just been a little bit too big for them in that moment, or at least really for at Zach Allen. At
0: least to start, at least yeah. to start the National League Championship Series, uh, and obviously, you know, like you said, uh, and when I say start, I mean literally from the start, the very first pitch Zach Allen threw, Kyle Schwarber hits for for a dinger, and you got to imagine that it's not really easy to rebound from that particular thing happening, happening, your first pitch. I mean, Gallon actually, all things considered, I felt like did his best to get things back on track. And right. he still gave the Diamondbacks some length. It wasn't a case where, yes. you know, like, like Clayton Kershaw, who... He oddly got um, (laughs) some advice from, and maybe that's why this went the way it did. Uh, But he, uh, you know, uh, Zach Allen just managed to at least be somewhat effective. But early on, it was those two massive home runs by Schwarber and then the birthday boy himself, Bryce Harper, uh, gave the Phillies a 2-0 lead after one. And it felt like they were up by a million yeah. at that point it felt like they might as well have been the way the crowd was reacting mm-hmm. it felt like every hit from that point on was going to be a home run like they really did a lot I feel like in that first inning to demoralize the Diamondbacks throughout you know that that kind of lasted quite a bit you know Zach Wheeler absolutely dealt against the Diamondbacks offense that couldn't do much
1: it, it was five pitches right first pitch home run to Schwarber center cut forcing fastball three pitches to, to Trey Turner okay Kept him quiet there, and then the first pitch to Bryce Homer. Uh, to, that's right, Bryce Homer. Bryce, Bryce Homer. Harper. Might as well call him uh, Bryce Homer. Why not? Yeah. And uh, again, center cut fastball, the, the yeah. four seamer. And yeah. you're right; it was it was two nothing. It felt like the whole world was against uh, the Diamondbacks. They were they were going uphill. Yeah. They get another run in, in the second. They get another run in the third. It's four nothing at that point. And again, eventually becomes five nothing. But after that. You know, Diamondbacks are able to get three runs. There's some positives uh, to take away, but yet it feels like the game was over. And then you kept looking and you go, oh, they're they're still playing.
0: It's, I mean, it's honestly, it's <laughs> one of still those scoring runs. It's one of those situations where if it would have happened in a different way, yeah. right? Maybe yeah. he walks a guy, some guy singles, and then you got Harper hits the home run. They're up three nothing. It was, it was the, You know, again, the, the, oh shit, here we go again from Kyle Schwarber because of hitting that home run just right first pitch. Uh, And then Nick Castellanos hits the home run in the second. And at that point, that's really where it felt like, even though it was three, nothing like the lead was much bigger than that. And I imagine something terrible happened in the world at that exact same moment. (laughs) Right. So I was checking Twitter to see if any celebrities had died or if any wars had been started or anything like that. But it's Nick Castellano. So, uh, but the Phillies, honestly, this is insane because uh, they just, it it felt like that lead, even though it wasn't that big was insurmountable and the Diamondbacks did a good job, but it took them a long time for them to get their offense going in between Corbin Carroll hitting a leadoff single uh, and Evan Longoria hitting a leadoff single in the sixth inning. There were 15 batters sat down in a row by Zach Wheeler
1: in a row. Yeah, that I mean, you are just not. they just weren't putting the ball in play. And I really thought that that was going to be the difference today. Uh, And throughout this series, they have to just put the ball in play to get something to happen. The Phillies defense is a little bit suspect at times. Again, they've got an outfielder playing first base uh we know that castellanos isn't great Uh, the the analytics team has done a great job for the phillies kind of playing him back and a little bit more towards the gap so he can come in and to his left that's been a strength for him they were able to figure that out last offseason but in general, just put the ball in play, make something happen. We ended up seeing it in a play uh, where Trey Turner had a little dribbler. Now, nothing ended up coming of it later yeah. on in the game. Yeah. Gabby Moreno couldn't really uh, get a hold of it, threw it wide. Next thing you know, Trey Turner's on second base just from a little a swinging bunt, essentially, yeah. right? And so I think the Phillies just have to do a better, uh, the, excuse me, the Diamondbacks need to do a better job of that. And uh, and the eight strikeouts from Zach Wheeler tonight really just kind of kept them on their heels. And, and it really did feel like, man, we, we can't get anything going. And you also can't hit that, hit a four run home run with nobody on base or a five run home run, even when there is someone on base. And I don't know, I didn't get the sense that the Diamondbacks were doing that and swinging out of their heels, but they were really just kind of kept at bay for the first half of this game.
0: Your precious Dr. Nighthawk, Hawk that tries to be unbiased amongst uh, all city Dropped a chat uh, a comment that said if she uh if the uh Phillies win the World Series she wins ten dollars instead of seventy dollars so clearly we know where her allegiance <laughs> lies when it comes to all city uh I am gonna tell Phly I'm just telling you I just became <laughs> friends with them today uh they they're harassing me already on our mailbag Monday questions so I don't, I don't know I mean they're not they're not you you know they're not they're not the playful banter I I don't know if I can make the wrestling references with them but uh, Zach Gallon uh, Yeah, speaking of wrestling references, uh, the Phillies put him in a bit of a chokehold, right? And they uh, absolutely—I mean, like I said, he was able to stay out there. He got some key outs. The defense behind him was very good at times. They came up big to at least keep the game close, right? It did feel like at times that Zach Gallon was going to not just bend but break. And somehow, you know, they got a big double play to end the end the inning at one point with bases loaded. That was huge. Christian Walker came up uh, with a uh, came home with a ground ball in the bottom of the fourth. uh, They got Marsh out at home plate and. That was great to save a run. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, Zach Gallen goes five five innings pitch, gives up eight hits, five runs, five earned, two walks, 4K. It seemed evident he didn't have it early on, and I know the Diamondbacks didn't want to spend their bullpen, right? But did they maybe leave him in too long? Did, did Tori do the opposite of what he's done so far in the playoffs, which has kind of been like immediately jumping to the bullpen when the starter doesn't seem to have it? I think if it was anybody else, you could say,
1: yeah, you could kind of question it. It's also harder when you're just throwing a single pitch, and then there's a run on the board. It's it's a little bit different, and and those those pitches are are hit by you know all-time great postseason players right now, some of the best in the game. So it's a little bit different. Really looking forward to catching up with Jesse here later on the show to hear what Tori Lovello had to say. I I sort of had this thought that when it was for nothing after the third, that maybe, and, and I don't know how this would even go down. Maybe this is part of. Tory's game planning with the coaches you know he, he talked a little bit about this uh you know be- before they left for Philadelphia that hey there's a best case scenario and a worst case scenario I sort of thought that you know maybe this wasn't a worst case scenario but this was a bad scenario at that point after the fourth inning I want to say maybe Gallon was around 50 pitches maybe less than that maybe you almost punt this game and go to the bullpen and say hey Zach you're coming back in game four and now all of a sudden yeah. you go, all right, you know, maybe we can come back in this game. Even if we can't, we have you back yeah. in game four. I don't know if you have him back in game seven. You know, you can kind of feel that out later on. But maybe it allows you to to have your cake and eat it too or or hedge your bet, so to speak. But but this one, five earned runs, looked it up. Uh it's happened, I believe, about 12 times in his career where he's given up five earned runs in a start. Seven of those times come this year and it's 34 starts, 20%. One out of every five starts—that's almost Mm -hmm. once a month—he has a start like this before twenty twenty-three. Only six percent of his starts had he given up five earned runs or more.
0: And I'm fairly certain that every single one of those starts were on the road, which his road splits versus his home splits this season have been uh, quite quite the difference. Because at home, he has been very very good. And again, if the diamond—if he does get another start, it will be at home. If if he does, uh, whether it is in game four hypothetically Mm -hmm. or. Game five, should the Diamondbacks be able to to extend it that far? Five uh, of seven were on the road. Yep.
1: Five of seven were on the five road where seven. Zach Gallon gave up five earned runs or more. Yep. In most of those starts, in five of the seven, he went at least five innings. Uh, nearly got to, to, to five innings in another one of those starts. So he was able to do that. He was able to give them, you know, a little bit of length and you, you go and look and, and we'll get to the talk about the bullpen a little bit. Yeah. There's something to be happy about. Not, not that happy. Cause again, you did lose the game, but there's something you could, you could build upon and not go, <sighs> Oh, they were ba- embarrassed. They were, they were laughed out of the building. Yeah. It was a five, three game. And maybe the score, uh, isn't as indicative of how close it was. Like you said, it just felt like they were just out of it. They had I had like no chance. We you look at the score, 5-3, okay, it was a little bit closer. There were a couple of moments there in the, uh, I want to say even the 7th is when it started, 7th, 8th, and ninth, where the tying run was at the plate. Now, again, didn't seem like the D-backs had that much momentum, even though they had scored three unanswered runs there at that yeah. point. But they did have the opportunity with the tying run at the plate and the go-ahead run on deck. So there is that to say uh, for the Diamondbacks as a whole over these yeah. nine innings. Yeah,
0: um, and I mean, you you talked about the bullpen. We could absolutely talk about the bullpen. I mean, I did want to say that, you know, the Diamondbacks offense finally woke up there in the sixth inning. Uh, Evan Longoria, like you said, uh, hit that single lead off the sixth. Geraldo Perdomo then puts hey. the offense once again on his back and tries to carry the team across the finish line. <laughs> uh, he hits a two-run bomb that put the Diamondbacks on the board five to two. They continue to find ways to get on base against Philly's bullpen, even though it wasn't through hits they were able to add a, a sack fly that that made it a 5-3 game and, and it was very close it, it I mean again the the idea here especially was that the bullpen came in after Zach struggled and really helped keep this team once again in the game they helped keep this team uh, make this a game that this team could come back and potentially win right and and that's you know, hats off to Kyle Nelson specifically because he seemed like he was getting thrown out there because maybe he won't see any time in high leverage situations. And he looked like night and day compared to Zach Gallen as far as him going out there on the mound, everybody in this bullpen came out and contributed and kept the Phillies that had really looked like an out of control monster there Mm -hmm. for a moment. In check for the remainder of the game, and and again gave this team a chance to win. I
1: don't know if it was that the Phillies, you know, took their their foot off the gas, or it was was, was that but that the bullpen, you know, was was just kind of able to use that to their advantage. But yeah, you get three scoreless innings from Kyle Nelson, Miguel Castro, and Luis Frias, and so like that's 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 nothing to, to just shake a stick at. Like I think yeah. that that could have value going forward. Uh, whereas like on the flip side, you know the the Phillies did have to use. Jose Alvarado and Craig Kimball for two and a thirds innings. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, that's not all of their bullpen, but you were able to, to get those guys. And I, I think that has a lot of value. You know, I, I, there was an opportunity there where, uh, I think it might've been Trey Turner on second base and Miguel Castro on the hill when they made the switch from Kyle Nelson to uh, Miguel Castro and Castro runners are eight for eight. Stolen bases and stolen base uh, opportunities against Miguel Castro, but yet uh, doesn't end up taking third base there. So that that again, that could have been an opportunity. Ball in the dirt gets by Moreno. You score another run, but that didn't happen. Uh, Zach Allen, two wild pitches tonight in the yeah. in the same inning. In the I know he said, had eight uh, over the course of of this year. That was the most uh, in any season. But um, you know, again, just one of those things. Just being a little bit off. Just being a little bit off. And you know, if it this series is going to be about. Zach Allen and Merrill Kelly winning, you know, all four of their starts. Maybe you can get a win out of somebody else. And and now you, you probably are going to have to. I mean, you are going to have to. I, I don't know. I don't think that we're going to see Zach Allen in game four. I, I think it's going to be game five. Yeah. Uh, unless some, unless the Phillies take the first three games, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, but. Nevertheless, you know, they're, they're going to have to win a game with Brandon Fott, and they very well could at home. And then that game four, as we talked about it in the pregame, make sure you're listening to that on the PHNX Diamondbacks podcast feed or even watch it live uh, on the, the PHNX sports channel on YouTube. But we, we talked about the the fact that Taiwan Walker is going in game four. So that's, yeah, that might be a bullpen game for the Diamondbacks, but that's kind of a crapshoot regardless.
0: Yeah, it's revenge yeah. against Tywan Walker. Revenge for
2: blowing the 2017 yeah. postseason. That's right.
0: <laughs> we we never forget um, also, I look I know that the Rockies lost 100 games, but I don't like you coming from my job. Um, so I like I appreciate the plugs. I appreciate your excellent work. Well, Let's just relax a little bit, all right. You're pressing. Saul's here, he can hear you. There's a lot going on, but do, anyway. do you have anything
1: <laughs> that I might take to, to relax you know before no. I go to bed? I, I, or... <laughs> I, I, I would,
0: I would on certain nights, but okay, okay. On, on a night like this, we celebrate uh, oh. even the losses. I mean, we, we, we get over the losses at least yeah, with our yeah. friends from Four Peaks. I mean, it's a great way to do that, uh, of course. Uh, it's perfect tailgate for over 25 years here in the valley, it is the official craft beer of the Arizona Diamondbacks. Make sure to check out all the wonderful beers they have. I get asked often if I really, like, this is really my beer. I And, like, that's the part that doesn't help this thing that one of my friends my, mm-hmm. my friend feels like I won the lottery and that phnx is like this facade like I just hired a bunch of people just to like as like some sort of tax break or shelter like shell way corporation, to, pro- yeah, shell yeah, corporation yeah. to protect myself <laughs> from people knowing that I won the lottery and he says that the evidence is the fact that like all of the sponsors are things that I actually use in real life mm-hmm. so this it doesn't help that my favorite beer of course is the uh, official beer of this show and the official beer of the Arizona Diamondbacks but it's because they have all sorts of wonderful beers and you can check out four peaks Location. Uh, their 8th Street pub is a great place to go have chicken tendies and enjoy beers and watch sports. And now is the time of year to do that. Also, they will have pumpkin porter in their draft lines over there at, eight, at the 8th Street Pub. So do not miss out on pumpkin, pumpkin porter season. Of course, you can visit fourpeaks.com slash locator to find all your favorite brewery tours and events that they have going on. Stein holding, Oktoberfest, haunted brewery tours, all of that stuff. It's all right around the corner. Check out at Four Peaks Brew or Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest Arizona's hometown brewery. Must be 21 or older to drink Four Peaks and please drink responsibly. And also remember that uh, Golden Lager is the official beer of the it's sport the, of it's baseball. It's the official beer of of the Ooh. sport of baseball, uh, no other <laughs> beer in a cup it looks as perfect as golden, as clear as just as as as, as like a beer commercial for baseball as the Golden lager. Um Also. No, go
1: ahead. What? No, I was just going to say, you know, for uh, for for trademark purposes, baseball is probably spelled as two words. J- again, just in case for legal purposes.
0: There, uh, there's two A's as well. But you, <laughs> <Baseball>. <laughs> that's all the first part. Okay, okay. Yeah. That's good. Good, good, good. Uh, baseball. That's so right. It's actually four A's. <laughs> uh, also, uh, I'm hungry. I know you're hungry. Uh, yes. We would love to have some Spaghetti Shack right now because Spaghetti Shack is the official food of hungry college kids in Tempe. because uh, it is an ASU alumned and operated uh, restaurant that serves a menu starring spaghetti, meatballs, garlic bread, and a few other fan favorites. It is wholesome, It is quality, it is affordable food, and it's just like home. So, of course, it's a great place for those, uh, anybody, honestly. You don't even have to be a college student in order to uh, check out their delicious food, but they are a community-focused restaurant. Uh, It's a to-go concept, so make sure you go get yours to go and bring it home. Uh, Of course, they had their brand-new location, ASU, just open up. Uh, They have all sorts of great specials, so do not miss out on any of their Valley locations. But specifically, check out the one uh, in Tempe. And Queen Creek, so do not miss out on Spaghetti Shack. We uh thank you guys for being here right now. Happy the... happy Meatball Monday too for everybody else. Happy out there Meatball also. Monday. Yes, Shack. it is Meatball Monday. Yes, happy um meatball. Monday. It's also another kind of Monday, by the way. But before we get there, PHNX Sports YouTube channel. we Thank you guys for being here. Those of you that showed up after the loss, you're the real MVPs of this show. You're real the ones. real, you're the real king snakes. Uh, but of course, make sure to subscribe to that channel. Do as Gabby says. Drop a like. We always appreciate that. Uh, make sure you sign up for notifications. That way, you don't miss when any of our wonderful shows on our network go live. If you're listening on the audio podcasting side, make sure to su- subscribe there as well. Leave us a review. We always appreciate that feedback. And of course, before we go on, I know uh, the times we we don't give out our king snake, but tonight uh, our guy, Jerry P put the offense on his back. He tried to bring it home for us. Uh, he went one for three with that home run and two RBI. Uh, not, not exactly the guy that you would expect to be uh, showing the power that he has so far in the postseason, but absolutely key to getting the offense started at times. And he tried to do it tonight again.
1: Yeah, it looked great. Uh, His homer, 345 feet to right field. Uh, Donged in, would have Donged in 20 out of 30 ballparks. Mm. Chase Field. Not one of them. Was not (laughs) one of them. Oh, Chase Field. That was grinding some gears on the East Coast. (laughs) I'm like, wait a minute. That wouldn't have been a homer in his home ballpark. Too bad, so sad. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's just how it goes. Uh, Perdomo Geraldo yeah, Robato.
0: Um You're you're going to continue to do that, and I will appreciate it. But as long as I can't get him and Max by each other because him and Max oh. together, they're absolute trouble. Um, but hey,
1: back-to-back games with home runs for Perdomo. That's right. First time in his career. I went back and looked yeah. at his regular season record. Nope, never yeah, done it before.
0: He's not, he's not a power guy. That's what I'm saying. He's Post-season getting it done. Power. Yeah. Absolutely. Power. Uh, well, the Diamondbacks dropped this game, and uh, of course, not not uh, plenty of baseball. Left to play, not in a position to panic at all, not in a position to worry. And again, the big win here is if the Diamondbacks can somehow figure out to take game two. And with Merrill Kelly on the mound, you kind of like their chances in doing that. But let's take Mm -hmm. a look at the updated postseason bracket uh, because the Rangers are they're already putting it to the Houston Astros. So uh, again, here we got to do something to make sure uh, that we uh, get get these two 100 loss teams. From two seasons ago to play each other uh, in the World Series—that's the ultimate goal here. No one wants to see a Cole Hamills World
1: Series of Phillies and Rangers. Like not even a little. I don't. Is that is that not a little bit? That's absolutely correct. Is that the immaculate grid when you think about Rangers and Phillies? Like like those two guys?
0: Probably. Yeah, probably. Uh, The idea here. yeah, I, I like the way that those two teams did it because the Diamondbacks uh, somehow did it just through their farm system yeah. uh, and trades and, and, and savvy trades. And meanwhile, uh, the Rangers did it through half a billion dollars that they spent just a few seasons ago. But uh, I'm not going to dwell on that, nor am I ready to really talk about the Rangers because we have our hands full right now with these Philadelphia Phillies. So, of course, uh, you know, we, we're, we're, we're sad about the loss, but a good way to get over a loss is by doing what we do on Monday. Of course, every year is our year. Every month on this show, Hispanic Heritage Month. Oh, nice. Yeah, every month. And we don't start it on the 15th. We start on the 1st and we go through the end of the month. Every month (laughs) on this show is Black History Month. Every month on this show is Women's History Month. Every month on this show, of course, Black Women's History Month. It's also every week on this show is Shark Week. Every day is Earth Day. And every Monday, we go to the mailbag. Megaran hit it. My mailbox. Always something interesting in my mailbox. I try to get to everything in my mailbox. And then once in a while, there's a letter that makes me go, wow, wow. My mailbox, I told you I wasn't going to forget about Mailbag Monday. I don't care. It's postseason. It's pre games. It's postgame. My we're going to do Mailbag Monday. We've not missed one in the existence of Mailbag Monday. And we're not going to start today we're not we're not letting a loss bring us down but uh we do we don't have a lot of mailbag monday questions we do have to get out of here as soon as jesse arrives but let's <laughs> take a look at some of these because i know some of these is how some of you are feeling our pal Mujin, uh Mujin underscore az on twitter said do we even belong here lmao now this question was sent very early in the game but i will say that's loser talk and I don't I don't mean to attack you Mujin, but we are absolutely we absolutely belong here. The Arizona Diamondbacks swept the Brewers. They swept the Dodgers. This wasn't a fluke. They didn't get here by the skin of their teeth. They got here through excellent team play, and let's be honest, as we move on and advance in the postseason, you're going to face tougher and tougher opponents. Do the Diamondbacks have any biz- business with the way they played at times this season being this good in the postseason? No, they don't. But they've been Playing excellent baseball, and that's the that's the way that they got here, and that's what's fun about the postseason. If you can find a way uh, after 162 games to have won enough to be in the postseason, any anything can happen.
1: As soon as the third wild card was introduced, you knew there was going to be those Cinderella teams. It's like with March Madness. Like there's going to be years in which. You know, and I think it was even projected that like, yeah, there's going to be a couple of seasons where there's like an 84 win team yep. and you go, uh were the Diamondbacks that good? Well, they actually really were in the first half of the season they and you go, were. there are those pieces that are there that mm-hmm. you go, uh and that, that's kind of the point is to say, you know what? You, you might not have been able to really string it together for 162, but there are enough of those positive elements. And again, baseball wants to have more games, um, you know, a longer postseason, season, yeah. more postseason games, you know, obviously, um, then that's going to open up. So Look, they're they're playing by the rules. That yeah. that's what it is. They're going yeah. out there and playing the game. And I know that might not be um, as traditional as I think maybe some baseball fans uh, like to think of it. Uh, I I know there's not too many people that were were they were alive in 1968, like before there was you know the league championship series. But it's 1968 and before it was just if you won the National League. You're going to the World Series. If you won the American League, you're going to the World Series. The post, the playoffs have evolved yeah. over time. Where okay, now we got a League Championship Series. Now we have a Division Series. Now we have yeah. a whole Wild Card round. And so the Diamondbacks are
0: here. Yeah, they've earned it. And I know people will say, hey. You know, it's about money. It's about having more games. Yeah, that's part of it. Yeah. But don't you like your team being in there? I know right now there's certain fans of certain teams that are not in the playoffs any longer. that Name don't names. like the way the format like, is set up. Like uh, who? Like, like the effing the, the, the Bravos? oh you know what Uh, fucking bravos i'm gonna say it uh also the fucking dodgers neither neither of those teams both of those teams they would love i'm gonna i'll get them i got my wallet out it's in here somewhere you get the jar ready but yeah no i mean i'm just gonna say it damn it uh this is something that this team should be proud of even if this series doesn't go our way um i'm just gonna i got a five there's a five i got more i got some more curses in me um but that's good for now uh
1: but we're gonna we're gonna leave the lid off it's probably just the for the best. Case. Yeah, I got twenties in my. I think if you're only listening to this as a podcast, yeah. you're really missing out on the yep. visuals here.
0: Yeah, we got our jars for swears up here. Uh, all of that money is going to charity after uh, I don't know. We fill it up because it won't take long for me. We but, uh, we, we, <laughs> we we we. we. I, you still owe me four dollars from some text messages T- text early today. Don't count, yeah, do they, they? I'm absolutely counting them. All, all curse all curse words aimed in my direction now. Count, but um, <laughs> I mean, again, I'm just uh, like 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 our the good Doctor Nighthawk says. I'm jealous of my team. <laughs> (laughs) isn't in it. And I'm sure a lot of people feel that way. So really when it comes down to it, uh, you know, there's a lot of baseball left to play. I know tonight it was a terrible start, right? It was as bad as you could, as it could be, but that was just the start. The way they fought back was admirable. The way they made this an actual game was admirable. And hopefully that I know I'm not a big moral victory guy, but hopefully at least it makes them believe that they can, they, they can win. They kept this game close. It was it within two runs. I mean, if you looked at this outcome you know, after the game, you would say, hey, that's it's not a terrible loss by any stretch no. of the imagination, right? So, um, but at the same time, I don't want to, again, I feel like it's loser talk when you start saying like, hey, this wasn't that bad of a loss. We should be happy about it. We shouldn't be happy about it. People should be upset. This team was playing well, and now here they are, you know, a game back. But again, the positives are is that there's a lot of baseball left mm-hmm. and that winning game two completely changes how the outcome of the series could look. If the Phillies kept piling on,
1: there right in in the first second third you know gallons not able to get out uh with that with that inning ending double play uh which which was so critical there in the bottom of the third uh where they were already down three nothing and it's like if they would have lost seven nothing you go oh man like we that was really bad. Wait, we got to flush yeah. it. That's yeah. baseball. Even five, five nothing, right? Even five yeah, nothing. Even five nothing isn't
0: great. You know, like no. the fact that the offense was able to muster something up and come back and again make it yes. make it a game where it felt like they're in the ninth inning, they had a chance of winning it with one on, or at least tying it yeah. with one on. It 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 makes you it builds that confidence towards the next game.
1: You lost the game because they Philly scored five, Dbacks only scored three, and then you go, okay, obviously being literal, uh, and then at, beyond that, you go. Well, did we we also just lost? Like they were they were better than us. But again, but by how much, and you feel good going into tomorrow's start. Yeah. I don't know how much we, we need to make of uh the fact that uh Corbin Carroll gets the leadoff hit, he's on first base, and he stays there. And the broadcast is really talking about the fact that He's just there. Why? Why isn't he stealing? Why isn't he going? Did he get a weird. couple good yeah. secondary jumps? The only thing I kept coming back to, and and, and perhaps uh, Tori was was asked that. We'll find out here soon. We'll get the feedback from from Jesse, Cattell uh, Marte, Tommy Fan, and Christian Walker. All had an OPS north of thirteen hundred against Zach Wheeler. You don't want to take the bat out of their hands. JT Romuto was very good behind the plate yeah. defensively. Yeah. So. You know, and, and those guys put the ball in play. Marte, you know, two strikeouts in, in twelve plate appearances. Fam, two strikeouts in fifteen plate appearances. Walker, a little bit more so, four Ks in four in in seventeen plate appearances. He's the one guy that didn't actually strike out. Yeah. So you kind of understand that and say, hey, you know what? Hold on, let's see if we can get a little a bit of action going on there. Um, put a little pressure. Make make Wheeler have to you know throw some pitches or throw some uh, some 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 balls over to, to first base. You know, and kind of get in his head. It didn't work. I don't know that it backfired, but I'm curious if that's kind of what, you know, Tori's thinking was in not giving Corbin Carroll the green light to go.
0: Here's the thing. I think Diamondbacks should hold their head high. I think that they still have a lot, a uh, lot of, a lot of, you know, baseball left to play. And again, uh, it, even if, uh, even if they don't win game two, technically that's how home field advantage is supposed to go, you know, and sure. it, it really is more about, you know, if they can't find a way to win game two and they come back, uh, and can't figure it out. But again, I uh, uh, I think uh, I'm sure these Philly fans are in here uh, saying that if uh, loser talk, and, and it might be. But honestly, the Diamondbacks do have a lot to be proud of regardless of how this mm-hmm. series goes. And I think the fans do. So I don't think that fans should start questioning if they belong here. Uh, what else we got? Let's go in that mailbag. Uh, next question comes from Gabriel. Gabriel said, "Will the pain ever end?" Is that is that just rhetorical? Uh, I mean, I don't. Uh, I don't know. And I don't see
1: a question mark, so maybe it's no. actually more of a statement.
0: Yeah, could it be the, the pain? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't know if it will. When was end. the last
1: time there was any pain? Yeah. I, it, I was thinking how like it would be nice to say like, "Oh, hey, it's the first time they lost in October," but you know, they, they lost in the, the regular season, so that's it, not exactly true. But it's the first time in two weeks. Yeah. You know, like, that's pretty darn good. You you definitely can't win them all. Uh, I think there's only, like, five instances. Uh, actually, no, I, I, I don't even think so. I, I think it might have only been, like, the, the Reds in the 70s that won all seven games mm-hmm. uh, uh, back when it was best of five in, in the, the NLCS, and then the World Series, obviously, best of seven. So... They ran the table but otherwise you, you don't really run the table that much uh when you get to the postseason
0: benjamin with a great point he says d backs will have pis- pitching di- disadvantages in games three and four they will need game two to have a chance and yeah i i mean i agree with that sure. i i honestly think that you know they they do need game two in order to have a chance in this series just as far as uh not letting the you know kind of phillies in the series do what they did in this game right build up a lead that seems so insurmountable that the Diamondbacks can't come back. And honestly, that's what the Diamondbacks have been doing so far to their opponents in the playoffs. So, you know, it's it's a bit of a taste of their own medicine as far as going up early and being able to just hold on to that lead throughout the game. Uh, but, you know, again, the Diamondbacks need to figure out a way to get their offense going, and it can, definitely can't start uh, in, in the sixth inning for sure. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, next question comes from Piece of Yoshi, uh, most valuable <laughs> fam stand. He says, "Is it acceptable to sing Stott's walk-up song, or is that a no-go?" I would say it's definitely not. The A-okay. answer is no. It's not a OK. It's not, not a OK. Just to use a couple yeah. letters, it's yeah. not a OK. Well, you got one of those situations with Charlie Blackman and in, in, for the Rockies, right? With his song, and it's like, oh, absolutely. Trust me, I want to, I want to join in on that, yeah. but I can't. I no. can't.
1: No, you don't want to lose your love. Tonight. See, look at you're making me
0: want to do it right now. That's not fair. You know, that's Josie's on a vacation far away. Okay. You, that's enough? Did of you. you know that? <laughs> I look I'm I've had it with the rest of All City. That was okay. No, I have really. Who uh, dislikes Charlie Blackman though? I, this right? guy right here. Oh god that's no, had don't. to watch my, my mom team hates play. him. No, you in the really? NL least West favorite player oh, in the league. Charlie for a while. Blackman. It's my mom's yeah. least
2: favorite player in baseball. He's an American sweetheart.
0: Yeah. He really is. Beard, fly
1: fishing mullet
0: yeah that's uh yeah speaking of uh, being done with all city we got some questions from phly phillies i think they sent us a question is Uh-oh. that right Uh-oh. are you worried at the rate the phillies are murdering baseballs okay wow. we can we can do, did, does Elon still let us block on X or was that taken away from us? Can we block them? Oh, we got it. Tyler, their producer, also here. He is. Zach Gallen oh. considered not throwing flat Ooh. fastballs over the heart of the plate. No, I don't think he considered that, Tyler. I don't think at any point during his outing tonight did he consider that. Not one bit. Uh, LC Goon Squad, I know where you're from. So he says Gallon was shell-shocked. He really was. I mean, this is the, the, one, the one concerning part about this, again, uh, if you're talking about like team – Morale or you know confidence yeah. is that it's Zach gallon right? You 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 sure it's your ace? You want to see him go out there and and dominate? I think a big part of you know the Diamondbacks' chances are going to have a lot to do with how Merrill Kelly can bounce back, and Merrill Kelly has been very good for this team. Uh, in in you know as far as bouncing back from losses and stuff like that but you know of course uh they they need them they need a big one there are some guys that are really good at that right and your team just just lost a couple in a row and you go nah that's
1: that's not gonna happen whatever that thing is you don't necessarily have to go out there and uh and have have a no hit type performance you don't even have to be zach you just beat the other guy starting pitcher and then again you've got that chutzpah that just uh, inspires your your entire team and they go out and win. It doesn't even have to be yeah. by, by, by a blowout. It's just you win that ball game, You snap that streak, and you go back home to Phoenix and chase field. Sedona Red everywhere in the ballpark. It's 1-1. One, one. Now you've got home field advantage. That's what Merrill Kelly is going to try to do tomorrow night.
0: I love it. Uh, Nate Cleveland in the chat asked, do we have a song? Of course. It's Sexy Red, Ski we, We've established ski-y. that, right? Ski well, Ski do you do
1: Some people on the set, maybe even two people on the set, may even be trying to work on a Kind of a spoof version, a Dbacks version of
0: "Sexy Red Ski Sed- uh, Sedona E Reds." It, it may be your next favorite song, next to the Walker 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 song. But the Diamondbacks <laughs> got to hold up their end of the bargain, and they gotta they gotta take care of business in order for us to in order for us to do that for them. But we'll see what happens. Um, I do know that we have some videos coming in from jesse Ooh. uh do we have those ready yet damon no we do not we'll get those ready for you guys here in in a little bit good but tease yeah just just let you know teaser on yeah that. jesse's jesse's videos are coming jesse will be joining us soon but i mean overall again this this particular uh game i i i guess my question is and and i i like to ask you because jesse is always very reasonable right but he still has an attachment to this team he is still has a he has a vested interest if you will he Ooh. has uh much like myself he has ulterior motives when it comes to this team's success impacting us personally now what are your thoughts as an outsider like do you think that this looks very bad for the diamondbacks do you think that this is just chapter 1 in this uh in this little story of the NLCS what do what are your thoughts on this i don't think this looks that dire i
1: mean yeah obviously it's a letdown it's a disappointment uh uh because of, of how it happens and you're able to scratch back, but it's it's not very sexy, right? Yeah. It's just all right. It's five three. You only lost by two runs. Yeah. It seems like it was a close game again. Tying run was at the plate numerous times, but first pitch gone. Ooh, four pitches later, another one for the birthday boy Bryce Harper. <laughs> uh, now, now just one of four players to homer in the postseason. On their birthday, uh, Evan Longoria actually did it, believe it or not, yeah. when he was with the Rays back in 2013. Correct. Colton Wong, the most recent one to do it with the Cardinals in 2015, and the first one, Willie Aikens, uh, back on October 14th, 1984 for the Kansas City Royals. So you go, wow, okay, so this is a continuation of everything Philadelphia was able to do in games three and four against Atlanta Wow, there, there's just no way to win at this ballpark that we talked about pregame. Everyone's talked about, you know, 26 and 11. Now 27 and 11 at Citizens Bank Ballpark uh, that the Phillies the have have been uh, 11 and two at since the beginning of last postseason. This is just a place that's just unsurmountable, and yet the Diamondbacks, you know, after that that sixth inning, it's three nothing. Yep. You know, they they were able to do that, and so I think that has a lot of value. So I, I don't think this is wow. Okay. You know, they got punched in the face and we, we know who they really are. We don't know. Yeah. It, it could could continue yeah. to go bad. Game two could be a loss and, and you kind of go from there and and so be it. Uh, but until that happens, it's just, all right, you lost 5-3. Your best pitcher was on the mound. I think Zach Wheeler is the Phillies' best pitcher. Aaron Nola's had, you know, some more uh, struggles sure. um, in, in the postseason and
0: and even during this year in general. Uh, and, I, and Merrill Kelly, yeah. not to cut you off, but Merrill Car- Kelly arguably has been the Diamondbacks' best pitcher this season I mean I know Zach uh-huh. Allen had all of the Cy Young talk but Merrill yeah. Kelly was uh was more consistent he just had some some injuries and some cramping issues and things like that that limited you know his innings pitch and and, and such but for the most part I do feel like you know it's it's a little different having Merrill Kelly go yeah. out there for the Diamondbacks
1: yeah and, and you don't and so you say hey all, all the money's on Zach Allen to do it oh no he failed the Diamondbacks are screwed well there's a lot of money on, on Ranger Suarez to go out there and do it in game mm-hmm. three. Phillies are going to be favorites, I think, even on the road with Brandon Fought on the hill. And what if Suarez just doesn't have a great game? He could have a good game, but if Fott's a little bit better and you're able to get to that bullpen, who will have a day off on Wednesday, you know, no matter how much you're going to need them in, in game two with Marrow Kelly on the bump, you go, okay, you can take one there in game three where maybe you're not supposed to. And then game four, I think, is going to be a crapshoot. I'm, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of D-backs fans filling up Chase Field you know, with uh with some not so nice things to say about Taiwan Walker uh for the Phillies. So, yeah. you know, anything can really happen. And, and even if you, you say, Oh man, the Phillies got to to Zach Gallon, Gallon will pitch again. It will be at Chase Field at home. As you said, troubles on the road. Just a quick look at at his other starts this year where he gave up five earned runs. He immediately turned turned around and, and pitched really well. Now on opening day, he gave up uh five runs and four two-thirds innings pitched. Next start, six innings gave up four, that was at San Diego, and then he reeled off four consecutive starts where he didn't give up a single run to finish out the rest of the month of April. Uh, He just kind of continues to do that. When he gives up five runs, he immediately turns around and he shoves. And so, again, that is something positive to say. If you can at least get to game five, you're going to win that one as well. That's at least two wins, and that might even be just a worst case scenario. Uh,
0: my favorite cartoon dog, Brian Griffin, said Phillies <laughs> left a ton. Can you get that comment back? It went away. I mean, uh, Phillies left a ton of runners stranded. This game could have easily been a giant blowout, but somehow yeah. the D backs were right there. It was a it was a nail biter, and yeah, yeah. I, I think again, the biggest thing here is that the, there's a lot of baseball left to play mm-hmm. and, and really the diamondbacks don't need to go out there. I mean, obviously it's, it's hard. It's a Phillies team that has been a very good team. They just beat the best team in baseball. The diamondbacks somehow beat the second best team in baseball. Like it's just weird that these mm-hmm. two teams are here, but both are good. Both deserve to be here. And I think tonight uh, the big problem for the Diamondbacks, obviously. Uh, was Zach Gallon and the Diamondback or the Phillies should be applauded for their approach against Zach Gallon? Yeah. And uh, here we have some video from the clubhouse on Zach Gown, from Zach Gallon on on how the Phillies uh, attacked him tonight.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think um, it seemed like their plan was to be super aggressive. Um, and they got some some fastballs in locations where they could handle them. Um, you know, I can't really um, you know be too mad at their approach. Just got to execute the pitches a little bit better. Yeah, run, yeah, we're just like, I mean, we're just like, they're ambushing. Um, you know, I kind of have a feeling Schwartz sure was going to swing first pitch of the game. Um, you know, pitch wasn't, I pulled it a cut a little bit and pulled it in the middle of the play, which was trying to be away. Um, so, you know, who knows, maybe if that pitch is executed, maybe it's a fly out or whatever. Um, yeah, he just kind of came out, I think just kind of slowed things down. You know, I wasn't, wasn't really shocked, at, like I said, their approach. Just got executed a little bit better.
0: So I mean, you know, again, he didn't wasn't wasn't doing didn't have his best stuff wasn't tonight. Sharp. Yeah, he, he
1: looked disappointed, but he didn't look distraught. I'm like I, I've lost this series for us. We are down in such a huge hole. He's just he's disappointed, but not distraught. And so I mean, again, that can be one of the positives to take away. You know, that, that that's the great thing with baseball. Uh, I mean, a little less so in the postseason because there are off days, but they're gonna have a chance to go out and 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 play another game. And in less than twenty four hours. Um, you know, we could be sitting here and it's one, one home field advantage because you got three more in a row in Phoenix yeah. and it's like totally changed. So you just have to sit with it a little bit, flush it and, and, and go forward. So uh, yeah, don't, don't, don't be too upset with the result tonight. There's,
0: there's still a lot more baseball left. Absolutely. Um, and gallon had some more on his pitch selection and uh, I am not exactly sure. He said uh, uh, he thought the pitch location with the Castellano home run, Uh, was just fine he just said that they were looking at his metrics and they knew what he was going to throw
3: yeah um no I mean even the Castellanos um you know I think the location was fine um I think just you know we were looking at some metrics I think it's a pitch that kind of came out of my hand with a little less um you know hop I guess or you know whatever on it so you know maybe just give him a chance to kind of stay through it but yeah I mean I would say the Shorebird and the Harper one, I would I would take back location, um, you know, but I mean, it is what it is.
2: Is that just the type of thing where they might hit fastballs really well, but you can never just not throw your fastball at all?
3: Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. You can, you know, you can try and pitch around it, but, um, you know, I think maybe just being a little bit more cognizant of, you know, getting on the edges as opposed to maybe the thirds or halves or whatever. Um, so, yeah.
2: Tori
1: was asked uh, during the, the post-game presser, did you see anything different from Zach in his response to getting jumped on early today compared to the start in Milwaukee? Tori said, they kind of overlapped. I thought when he gave up two runs early that he was going to find some rhythm. That's what I kept looking for. At times I was seeing that, but I think they overlapped a yeah. little bit, and I know what Zach is capable of doing. Yeah. And so, end quote. And, you know, just kind of didn't get that. And it was like, oh, oh, Casti- Castellanos, home run. Ah, that, that that kind of adds to that a little bit. And it was, again, Five innings, five earned runs, you go, eh, should you have done something earlier? But again, we're talking about Zach Allen. And there's other guys out there that when they give up five earned runs, it's after two innings. It's yeah. after three innings. And you go, take them out. Because if you leave them in for five, it's going to be seven runs, 10 runs, 12 runs, whatever. You During the regular season, yeah. that's kind of how it goes. But Zach Allen, kind of a different breed. You're able to get a length out of him. And so, again, that can be a positive takeaway. You'd rather have taken away a win, but that is a positive takeaway.
0: Yeah, I'll say also that... uh you know, uh, Torrey commented after the game also on on Philly's approach. And, you know, one thing that was evident was that they were ready to jump all over the fastball. Yep. And Zach Gallon's fastball was absolutely not uh, locating Right. So he was throwing them right down the middle. Uh, it's like our question from our guy, Tyler, for PHLY said he, he really was throwing flat fastballs right down the middle he corrected it and i think that's why he was able to at least get some outs and provide them with with something competitive over a few innings but i mean it also felt like uh for for a period of time there uh like he had given up so much early on that the diamondbacks were just kind of letting him you know go out there regardless of of the results and and try to save their bullpen to not you know to not go out there and have to have a bullpen game after two innings yeah, Torrey said they
1: really got into a rhythm talking about the Phillies' offense. I feel like there were points in time that he was making pitches, referring to Zach Allen, and it was going to start like a Zach Allen outing, outing, but that never really happened. It was just a big grind for him the whole day. So, like, yeah, he's, he's grinding away, but he wasn't atrocious. He just... It was kind of bad. Yeah. Right? And, yeah. That, and that happens, but not awful because you weren't going to necessarily get much better from the bullpen if you were going to go ahead and use them and, uh, and use up some of those bullets. So... Yeah. It's kind of a balance, you know, and, and and sure, maybe you could be a little bit critical of that. But if he had gone to the bullpen, you say, you know, it, it the uh, those those early guys coming out of the pen could have gotten tagged or yeah. those guys coming out late, you maybe you need uh, more than just three outs from Luis Frias. And now all of a sudden they're getting a run there. And then it's it's a 7-3 loss because the bullpen maybe gave up more than Zach Gallon did in the fourth and fifth.
0: Ultimately, it doesn't like I mean, especially talking about pulling Gallon out earlier. I mean, once he gave up. The four runs, the offense. I mean, who knows what would happen if it was closer, but the offense wasn't able to score more than three. So you you, you could say he left him in there too long, but at, at the end of the day, the offense not showing up tonight. Uh Zach Wheeler being able to absolutely hold them in check was really what what you know set the, set this game apart. I mean, the bullpen and everybody did a nice job. Even Gallon did a did an okay job of like bouncing back and like I said, being effective at times. But uh, like Tori said, he, he just he wasn't able to get in that groove, and uh, here's what Tori had to say about the Phillies uh, jumping all over him and ambushing Zach Gallon. No, you don't have that one yet. All oh. right, tell me, tell me this, tell me this. Let's
1: let's pick up the vibe here a little bit. How happy are you that when you saw the Kelsey brothers today,
0: you didn't see any significant others? With the Kelsey brothers. Um, bro, you're barking up the wrong tree when it comes to that. I'm a huge <laughs> Taylor Swift fan, so you're not going to get me to bite on that. Oh, that's who you I was talking about? Uh, no, okay. no. No, but I did. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I knew. I had a feeling. There's certain things that when they were happening, I was like, Oh, it's Bryce Harper's birthday. Oh, I know. know. And you're like, oh, both Kelsey brothers are going to be in the house and they're going to have beers. I'm at. Yeah, they have beers. Yep, of course. Looks like uh-huh. a goddamn beer commercial up there. So, yeah, no, there's a lot of things that didn't feel like this game was going in the Diamondbacks <laughs> direction. And then we had the start. We had, you know, it's It's weird. And again, it probably is loser talk to say like, it's, it's weird that this game still stayed got as close as it did because right? early on, it felt like it was going to be a, a 15 run blowout by the Phillies. So, I mean, again, I think that would have absolutely ruined the diamondbacks confidence for this series. So the fact that they are able to keep it close and, and again, have yeah. a chance to tie it up there late, uh, is at least. You know what it does feel sure. like a little bit of a of a victory, right? Royal
1: victory, yeah. There was and as a, a
0: fan, it's at least you can can be be a little bit happier than than oh yeah. you know getting blown out.
1: Oh, totally, totally. Yeah, there was a good line from Ron Darling during the game where he said that uh, Citizens Bank Park, quote, the only ballpark that doesn't need a seat. <laughs> Okay, that's a good line. That, yeah. that actually could be on a PHLY shirt, Eric, if you're listening to this D-line co. I mean, that's pretty good. Uh, I, I definitely like that. You know, the other thing with with uh, not stealing early on there with Corbin Carroll, you say, eh, you don't want to take the bats out of those guys' hands. Zach Wheeler had only given up three stolen bases all season long. Seven hmm. attempts, which means four were caught stealing. When Zach Wheeler was on the Hill, third fewest of all of the 44 qualified pitchers in baseball this year, no one had less stolen bases against his, him. Kyle Bradish of the Baltimore Orioles only had three. Zach Wheeler only had three. And then third in MLB, Zach Allen with only five stolen bases allowed, which ultimately, and maybe this is really the big bummer, it's ultimately why we didn't get a taco because no one stole a base today. Yeah, That's, That's... really... That's kind of the big takeaway. Maybe, take that's, what, maybe
0: well, that's what the announcers were so impatient about. They just wanted to get that out of the way early. They wanted to the much taco. They're
1: like they were like tired yeah. of seeing the Pete Davidson commercials. Yeah. So they're just like, we're you know, all what?
0: tired of seeing the Pete Davidson commercials. He Saturday honest. Night
1: Live. I was like, you just <laughs> on the show. What are we doing here?
0: He actually he did a pretty good job. At He's alright. No, I I, like, it I, a, like hey, I don't want to go into him. I want to go into Tory <laughs> on the Phillies approach and again how they ambushed uh, Zach Gallon.
4: I think they just ambushed them. I think they, they came out um, ready to jump on his fastball. There's no mystery that Zach fills up the zone. He's got he's got aggressive fastball and aggressive mindset, and they just they just counterpunched them. Um, I think. The, I I don't think he was trying to throw the pitches where where they landed. i have not had a chance to look at them, but I know when Zach gets squared up, it's uh, you know a couple inch mistake. He's that good at hitting lines when he's trying to throw pitches in certain spots. I think they just ambushed a couple of mistakes and never really got into a rhythm. Um, you know, I felt like there were points in time that he was making pitches and was gonna start to uh, start to take a Zach Allen type of um start to look like a Zach Gallon outing, but it, it never really happened. Um, and it was just a big grind for him the whole day.
0: I think Dr. Nighthawk is going back and <laughs> forth between us and the PHLY chat. I think what? she just Exposed herself, she said. Phnx feeling confident, which just was over there. They said they played poorly and have confidence when they play their game. They have hit. Do you know what? You're you're a traitor. You're a traitor. We see how that's this real works. narc behavior. Was yeah, that supposed really to be for her. them? That's I think that was crazy. supposed to be for them. I think we got Kristen, her. I think we got her. I think we got you. Wow. I see Kristen. how it is. Yep. Yeah. Uh, also, <laughs> yes to our our new friends <laughs> from Philadelphia, Anthony and Tom. uh, Elise is a known. Baseball GM, we don't know which baseball GM she is, uh, but she's definitely using one of her burner accounts to participate Mm -hmm. in the chat I'm worried about Tori drinking that Gatorade that's in front of him, too Is that the reason why they all look so yellow in these videos? I mean it might be Uh, I don't know if it was radioactive.
1: I know on the east. How far is Philadelphia (laughs) from Three Mile Island? I mean, I know it's that was in Pennsylvania So is that I don't want to say anything litigious about the makers of said bottle uh, and what yeah. actually goes in no, it. But no, I wouldn't drink all. that, Tori. No, not
0: at all. Don't do that. Uh, definitely not. But uh, <laughs> Tori had more on Zach Wheeler, who deserves all the credit because this man was incredible tonight for the Philadelphia Phillies, and he absolutely kept the diamondbacks in check. As a matter of fact, it felt like the only time when they really uh, could do anything there was once he left the game. And here's what Tori had to say about Wheeler.
4: His stuff he came out crisp, and it came out hot. Um, and he he had everything moving in a really positive direction. I just felt like if we were going to weather the storm, we were going to find ourselves in this ball game at some point. The deficit just became too large at five. Um, they got a very strong bullpen, we know that. But I, I think he was he, it was power stuff. It's just like, get up and go, here it comes. Whether it was two or four seam, um, it was just really, really aggressive stuff, this fastball. Didn't really get to much secondary stuff from what I can remember. He just beat us with his best pitch. You were OK with the quality in the pass? Uh, at times when it was like we had a couple balls hard but um, yeah going on today we got we got to find a, find a way to 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 get into that a little bit I think um good teams can be really good pitching on a day where a starting pitcher and postseason feels it but he just had it he had it going to that.
0: <laughs> he really did he really did I mean I, I think the the way that the Diamondbacks approached attacking their bullpen just showed that yeah. Wheeler deserves the credit for that, because as much as you want to blame the Diamondbacks offense for not being able to get things going, it's because Wheeler was very, very good on the mound. Uh, yes, Elizabeth, the Gatorade does look radioactive. Uh, what did you say? It also could be what? Uh,
1: oh, a lava lamp, perhaps? Yeah. Yeah, that's... Hey, uh, you uh, know, oh, here I'll Here's something, too. We, we talked about you know Gallon coming back on short rest. I don't think that's going to happen now. Had they done something a little bit earlier in the game, perhaps something like that could have gone down. Wheeler only threw... 81 pitches is he coming back for game four would they possibly do mm. something like that maybe they if they I don't, were up 3-0 I, I, don't, I don't know
0: I don't think they have the same pitching issues that we do though I mean really realistically you need four starters that's true you don't need to do that especially if they have a lead in the series like they do that like they most likely will by that point uh, who knows they, uh, they they might not have to go there I think that both teams are keeping it open because Again, this is it, right? Like, right. Guys have to dig down deep. They have to pitch on on short rest. They have to do things to give the team the best chance to win. And if Tory or Rob Thompson believe that that is uh, the best chance to win, then I could see them going to either one of those guys early or on short rest. It's definitely not the game plan. Um, and again, now with with philly winning this game i mean they don't have to they won't have their back against the wall by game four so they won't have to necessarily do that but the diamondbacks might um and i mean again the way gallon pitched tonight i don't know if that's necessarily the answer either right but True. uh Geraldo perdomo um uh, has some more on the team energy and hopefully the vibes are still good for this team yes yeah
2: like uh we no, we've been having the same energy we just i mean it doesn't matter, like, if we down by five, you know. Uh, we're in the six. Like, we come back, we score two, we score one in the seven. You know, we have a chance to tie again. again And, like I say, it is what it is. It happens sometimes, you know. Do
4: you think the runs you guys scored towards the end
2: will help you going into tomorrow? Uh, I think yes. I think yes. Um, tomorrow will be a new day. Uh, like I say, if we uh, get our plan early, uh, just get on bay early, uh, something can happen. Today, I mean, like I said, we didn't, you know. Uh, we just get on bay the first, the leadoff by the Corbin, and
0: we get on bay again the sixth. So, you know, it was tough. But I think tomorrow will be a great game for us. That's wow. our king snake, baby. That's our king snake. That's he, a response. He, he just he just proved he earned the king snake with that response because that got me fired up, man. And that was I a mean,
1: beat of like, hey, we lost that game. Cool. We feel really good about tomorrow. I mean, we feel really good about tomorrow.
0: It's not. I will say this. The one thing about this team is, is that they have experienced a lot of ups and downs this season. And I think that the one thing that has kept them successful has been. Being able to kind of ride ride those waves and know that they can still st- there's still a chance there's still an opportunity to pull it out. I still feel like they take you know they've taken every game they've had to play for two plus months now. I mean we're going on three months now of having right. to play every single game like it is your final game of the season uh, and you are playing for for the playoffs. You are playing for everything. Um, you know you you gotta you you yeah. gotta treat it as that. But they also know that this is still a long series and of course you can't. Can't go into a place like Philadelphia, one of the most difficult environments to win a playoff game in and expect to go there and just run over a team like the Phillies. They're just too good for
1: that. Mike Maddox, through his daughter on on, on Twitter I saw, uh, basically said that, you know, He's, he's pitching coach here at the, the Texas Rangers that he thinks teams like the Diamondbacks, those wildcard teams are so dangerous in the postseason because of the exact thing that you just said. They've been grinding away, which, again, can take a toll, but you know how to tap into that thing. And if you've been doing it, you know, for, for two months straight, you're going to, you know, be more than likely be able to to literally tap into that kind of thing. Dodgers couldn't. They were off. Yep. There's something to that. So uh, the Diamondbacks have that advantage, and man, Perdomo, a beat. That was that was interesting to see. Uh, kind of his response to it yep. all. I mean, he hit a home run, so maybe he's just feeling good about himself. Exa-
0: <laughs> ultimately, I'm I'm feeling a little good about myself because my pregame show parlay, I believe, hit. Uh, no. I need to go back and check the tape on that. We it got eight be. runs. The Diamondbacks lost over. You need to have one on the bet We got the uh, we got the strikeouts from uh, Wheeler. Uh I so. I don't know, let's take a look. Oh, Gallon. Did Gallon get four or did he get three? He just got three, didn't he? I think he got four. Did he get four? Oh, like I have it in my notes. What am I doing? Yes, yes Gallon got, got four. Yeah, so that hit. That hit. So again, if you listen to wow. me, uh there you go. You won yourself a plus eight twenty five uh bet on that. You're welcome. One. Good. You're welcome. Per-
1: Perdomo Argato. Yeah, that's, yeah. A that's a good one. Castellanos' home run. That's his fifth of this postseason, five in the last three
0: games. The man's insane.
1: All of them, all of the them before right tonight were to, to left field, obviously on the pole side, got that pull pop. This one was, uh, was an oppo taco, yep. only the second player in postseason history with five home runs in three consecutive games. The other, of course, Reggie Jackson in the 1977 World Series where he hit three home runs in a single game.
0: Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Well. Again, get down on the BetMGM Sportsbook app. Make some money with us if you have not signed up yet. Place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through their mobile application, and you will get some free money. All you got to do is uh, sign up. Through the app or through betmgm.com, sign up and deposit. Uh, use our code of PHNX when you sign up and deposit $10 into your newly created account. Uh, wager that amount of at least $10 at a standard odds price on a qualifying bet. Once you've done so, you will receive $200 in bonus bets regardless of the outcome of your wager. And again, that plus 825 hit. Uh, let's let's get some money. Let's make some money. Sign up for BetMGM again and use that bonus code of PHNX. Once you place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through their BetMGM Sportsbook mobile application of at least $10, you will receive $200 instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. Check out the show notes for full details. And now listen to our baby boy Shane talk about the disclaimer.
2: Gambling problem call 1-800-Colorado DC Illinois Indiana Kansas Louisiana Maryland Mississippi New Jersey Nevada Ohio Pennsylvania Tennessee Virginia West Virginia Wyoming. Call 877-8 Hope or text Hope and New York. Call 1-800-327-5050 Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-Next Step Arizona. 1-800-Bets Off Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 Puerto Rico in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. US promotional offers not available in DC, New York or
0: Ontario. Ontario Uh, shout out to Kevin Hasky in the chat. He said, did I miss Jesse? Is Jesse drinking enough water? Jesse is going to be joining us right now and I will be sure to make sure he's drinking enough water. Uh, Our pal Nicholas said, no, Jesse yet. More worried about him surviving Philly than drinking water. I am not going to sleep tonight. Nicholas. Look, I've checked the hotel that he's staying at. I know how many stars it has. I've checked the surrounding areas. I'm making sure that he takes lifts or Ubers directly from the stadium back and forth to his uh, hotel room. He's not to talk to any strangers and he's definitely not to talk to any Phillies fans. But uh, I do want (laughs) to give a shout out to our guys at Foco, by the way, for decorating our set giving our guy, JJ, not only a wonderful hat, but also all sorts of uh, company on our, on our table here. They are a leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise. And of course they have your back as an Arizona sports fan. When all of those other companies don't, you know, the ones I'm talking about, the ones you go to where they have eight teams, they have that, they have that, they have that, you know, championship belt in certain teams, but they don't have your team. No. Yeah. They'll you know the what I'm Tigers talking about. And you go, what? what yeah the Eight tigers and one of them the is the tigers kidding me oh you my will god not say that yeah that's them. exactly what i said the other tigers. day that's the exact team i said that was too. it's the exact team i was, I was trying I said. to come up with a different team no, that's always the, the team. damn tigers. it's always the yeah, damn tigers is. yeah But uh, (laughs) FOCO does make the best officially licensed gear for all sports and fandoms. Uh, It's baseball season. It's playoff season. So, of course, make sure you're set. These little works of art are numbered. They're limited edition. They're incredible. So make sure uh, to check them out, of course. Again, FOCO always has our back for Arizona sports. They have yours, too. Uh, Show them some love. Get the best gear around by visiting FOCO.com and using code PHNX for all non-presale items. Use that code PHNX, and you will get 10% off. All right. Well, it's time. (gasps) Got to check in with our guy. It is time to hear from the one and only Thunderstick, Patrick, Thunderstick, Jesse Friedman. Jesse, I was furious with him for screwing up your nickname. I don't go around giving nicknames like this just for people to screw them up. Uh, when promoting their shows, look, my social media
1: intern has already received hell mm. for that, and we've, don't don't make them fired feel even worse. So many
0: social media interns, It's crazy. Don't make them but feel bad. Jesse, Jesse, wait,
2: I'm I'm unclear on this. What did what did Patrick think the nickname was?
1: Someone someone who manages one of the, my team uh, said, "Boomstick." I think perhaps when you joined me earlier on the DNVR Rockies podcast, the Boomstick. That Jesse, Jesse Friedman. Like a, that It'd sounds like, like crossover Cat. marketing, and I wasn't intending to do. You know,
0: that. you just can't
2: happen. Right, it cannot. Happen?
0: yeah I'm furious Jesse I'm also <laughs> terribly worried about you in Philadelphia I'm glad the Phillies won just because I know that they will be kinder to you and I don't have to worry <laughs> about you uh being identified as a D-backs beat writer on your way home uh to the hotel but what's uh we we saw Geraldo Perdomo uh say that the team energy was very high he made us want to run through a brick wall over here so what is the mood like in the clubhouse
2: Yeah, I mean, as you'd expect, uh, Diamondbacks very much dismissed any notion of, of, you know, not coming out with energy or being intimidated by the crowd or... Uh, You know, if anything, Christian Walker said maybe they were trying to do a little bit too much uh, out of the gate in this game. Uh, Although, ultimately, they really just credited Zach Wheeler for just pitching a really, really good game. Uh, Geraldo Perdomo, I think, did the Diamondbacks uh, an enormous favor. Obviously, the two-run home run was big as far as the score goes. But I also think that two-run homer is is what knocked Zach Wheeler out of this game. You know, maybe he returns back for the seventh inning and the D-backs aren't able to to put a dent uh, into the Phillies' lead you know, if, if Wheeler is, is still in the game. So, uh, yeah, I thought, I thought he was outstanding, uh, Perdomo. uh, You guys might've seen this Perdomo talked about how, Seemed like Wheeler attacked with his fastball a little bit more than the Diamondbacks have, have seen in the past. Specifically, his sinker was really, really effective in this game as a pitch that he would use, uh, you know, generally low and in to right-handed hitters. Got a number of different uh, whiffs in this game on that specific pitch. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, Wheeler was fantastic and Bryce Harper was fantastic. You know, a lot of the star players that have made this Phillies team so good this season really showed up in this game. Yeah. And, you know, that's why the Diamondbacks ultimately lost.
0: Meanwhile, on the other side of the ball, uh, it seemed like the Phillies jumped all over Zach Gallen and his fastball. Uh, we we showed Tory talking about how they kind of ambushed him, but uh, I mean, was it was it what in your opinion? I know Zach said you know talked about pitch selection versus like location, but uh, it really looked like he wasn't locating his fastball well tonight, which is what ultimately led to the the all all of that power being shown against him.
2: Yeah, he talked about that that first pitch to Schwarber was, I mean, it was terrible, right? I mean, it was kind of middle in. It was exactly where you don't want to throw (laughs) a fastball to, you know, arguably the best home run hitter, at least one of the best home run hitters in baseball in in Schwarber. So, uh, yeah, Zach said, you know, he kind of had a feeling that Schwarber would be looking to swing on the first pitch. And, you know, maybe if that pitch had been on the outside corner of the plate where he was hoping it would be, then you know potentially there's a different outcome there he also talked about on the nick castellanos home run that was a fastball on on the outer part of the plate maybe not quite you know to the outer edge is quite as far to the outer edge as he would have liked but he talked about the, the shape of the pitch not being quite as sharp as it's generally been and and i noticed that too if you go back and look at you know the fastball shape uh specifically looking at the ride uh, through the strike zone, it wasn't quite there with some of Zach Gallon's four seamers early in this game, and you know I think that was also a factor in in some of the loud contact in this one against him.
1: Yeah, did you did you think at any point there early in, in the going that you know there would be a, more of a quick hook uh, for Gallon, or was it just a matter of as as Tori said, you know he's just kind of grinding away, and that you know maybe that would be better than depleting the bullpen a little bit, even if it meant depleting some of those lesser used guys because. Hey, maybe Fries, Castro, and Nelson don't put up you know a bunch of goose eggs that you know they could just as easily uh, squeeze a couple of runs out of them as well.
2: Yeah, I mean you know like just about everything else that Torrey has done uh, in the postseason so far, the decisions he made in this game worked pretty well. Uh, Gallon, you know, Phillies had a couple of opportunities to really blow this game open. They had bases loaded, one out uh at one point grounded into an inning inning double play they had second and third one out the next inning uh didn't score in that in that one either so you know gallon really kind of rode the high wire um and, and was able to get out of some some difficult spots but yes. uh yeah it, it was it was interesting uh you know we've heard a lot from Tory Lovello about how you know in the postseason it's different it's about stopping momentum it's about you know being yeah. pretty aggressive we've seen a very aggressive Tory Lovello so far And he wasn't really like that in this game. He let Zach Gallon try to work out of some of those situations. The D-backs, I don't think, really lost the game because of that. You know, I mean, most of that damage was done uh, earlier in this one. And, you know, the offense just wasn't able to do enough late to, to make a comeback.
1: There, that, there, there was a little chess move there uh, in the seventh inning, of course. Pavin, Pavin Smith, Smith, Smith move, yeah. right, brought in for Longoria. Okay. Uh, Thompson counters with Jose Alvarado. Then Torrey calls on Emmanuel Rivera. So uh, just get a 6-3 ground out. That didn't work. Was, it, was there any discussion about that first inning where Corbin Carroll's on first base and he kind of stays put? Uh, you know, the, the guys that were coming up right after him, first inning, you're trying to get into a groove there. They had really good number against Wheeler. Wheeler doesn't allow a lot of walks. Any, uh, any issues, discrepancies there of, uh, hey, you know what, maybe you should have sent him and, and then a base hit you know, gets the job done at some point?
0: The broadcast crew was furious that he wasn't yeah. going, by the way. Really like, yeah, I heard that. I, uh, there was a river going one, around
2: the press box. Yeah, after one on-base
0: <laughs> appearance, they were like, what is this guy? Who is this Corbin? I thought this Corbin Carroll guy stole all the bases. What is he doing? Like, it was weird.
2: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if, if you're a national broadcaster and you haven't seen a whole lot of the Diamondbacks this season, you know, with what you've heard about Corbin Carroll's on base ability, your yeah. assumption is just: any time he touches first base, like <laughs> he better be going within a pitch or two, or something's gone seriously wrong. He's just going to um, disappear
0: and reappear on second base yeah. in like a magic trick. <laughs> wow!
2: Look at—he's there. You know? Yeah. No, he's yeah. I. <laughs> I kind of wondered as well if the Diamondbacks would, would send him there in that spot. But, I mean, I don't think it really made a difference. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, the next three hitters were all retired in a row. Two of next them struck out. Christian Walker grounded out. 15. Um, yeah, 15, <laughs> 15 in a row, uh, to be precise, were set down by Zach Wheeler in this game. He just pitched with his with his fastball, as we talked yeah. about earlier. Like, his four-seamer and sinker just really had the Diamondbacks off balance and He didn't really even need his breaking stuff at certain points in this game. The D backs are just having a really hard time catching up. And uh, you know, he was able to ride that to six innings and two runs and eight strikeouts here, here tonight.
0: So Jesse, we've had some uh, Phillies fans in our chat tonight. They've, they've been (laughs) as nice as you probably imagine that they uh, could be after a game like this. (laughs) Uh, But our guy, Tom wanted to know uh, where does the bank rank in your favorite ballparks?
2: Oh man, I feel like I haven't been to enough at this point to really like do justice to that question. We've sent you to
0: a lot, okay? We've sent you to a lot, but
2: I've been to I've been to a number this season, but I believe I've just been to right all of the division stadiums plus Milwaukee, plus now Philadelphia. I think that's the complete list. And to be fair, the NL West, at least in my opinion, Grant, again, I've been to some of the other stadiums around the league, but mm-hmm. I think the NL West has about as good of a crop of, of baseball stadiums you're going to find in any division. I mean, Coors Field is outstanding, right? Petco is outstanding, Dodger Stadium. You know, there's a lot of history yep. there, even if it's maybe not quite as, uh, quite as new and shiny as some of the others. Uh, Oracle Park blew my mind when I was there for the first time. So <laughs> it's tough because I feel like, you know, I haven't been to, to all that many. I think I've probably been to 11 or 12 at this point in my life um but the ones that i've been to are like disproportionately like all of the best ones Uh, i've been to wrigley field haven't been to fenway yet uh haven't been to pnc i guess those would be the the two kind of headliner ones that i haven't been to yet uh but yeah this one is up there for sure Uh, i think it's probably behind it's tough it's probably behind cores i think it's got to be behind petco uh it's behind oracle um I'm not sure if there's anything else that I would say would be in front of it. So maybe, maybe it's fourth right now out of the stadiums that I've that I've been to.
1: You've been to a lot of good ones. NL NL Central is actually kind of sneaky. Yeah, yeah. Miller oh, Park. Yeah. I That's think, fair. PNC, you know, yeah. the PNC's huge. PNC's you got great. Wrigley. Like that one's yeah. kind of sneaky. Good. That that makes a lot of sense. We got, was,
0: we got Doctor Nighthawk. By the way, Is had too much <laughs> wine, Uh and she said. Uh, too much wine thought they called themselves Phillies fam, but the D backs have fam mind blown. That's Dax. true. Uh, she also <laughs> said uh, she's been to 24 and it's underwhelming. And then she says tell PHLY said that I don't care. She's been causing all sorts <laughs> of trouble in our chat. We are so glad she's here, Jesse. But uh, we did have one more video from you on Christian Walker and uh, what you were <laughs> describing earlier about the team's approach in regards to offensively against Zach Wheeler. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, our intention is to win this series and, and go to the World Series. Um,
2: it's not a contempt you know, or, or complacent. Uh, like you said, just a happy to be here situation. It's you know, we're hungry. We're real hungry. What's the
3: feeling on Merrill tomorrow?
2: Yeah, same thing. A lot of confidence. Um, you know, tomorrow's a new day. They, they had, uh, they were hot tonight. Their guys threw well, um, but turn the page, flush it, and you know, we're gonna we're
0: gonna get Merrill some runs tomorrow. The Diamondbacks have some incredible hats in the clubhouse, by the <laughs> way. We got to address that for. It a almost
1: looked like Zach Allen was wearing an Eagles wool cap. Yeah, it? It yeah, was very, very
0: close. close, very close, but very uh, close. Yeah, uh, what are your thoughts here, Jesse? Overall, I mean, obviously, we were discussing not panicking. Uh, you know, it, it it felt like this might have been a panic situation early on, and we even had some, you know, replies, some Mailbag Monday questions that reflected that. But it really <laughs> felt like the end result here is that it's a, it is a difficult environment to play. And the Diamondbacks did a pretty decent job of bouncing back from what looked like a disaster early on to make this at least a competitive game and build towards the rest of the series, which there's plenty of baseball still left to play.
2: Yeah, I mean, this is, you know, the D-backs have played a three-game series and a five-game series. A seven-game series is really freaking long, you know. Yeah. I mean, the Phillies have to win three more baseball games in order to close this out. The D-backs have wow. to win four, you know, before the Phillies win three in, in order to win this series. So, yeah, I mean, this is just one game out of seven. You know, if the D-backs come out and, and win tomorrow, then, you know, suddenly you have a pretty favorable outlook on, on what happened here in Philadelphia in these first couple games. I do think tomorrow is is really important though. Uh, I, w- yeah. I do want to stress yeah. that. I mean, you've got Merrill Kelly on the mound, you know, he's he's your guy. He's he's your number two starter on your on, number one B starter really on this on this team. D backs would be in a pretty precarious position if they were coming back to Chase Field down two oh you know, with Brandon fought, and then, you know, maybe looking at a bullpen game of some sort in, in game four. That would be a really hard position to, for, for them to be in. So, yeah, I think I think tomorrow is really, really important. But, you know, ultimately the, the D-backs played a, a really competitive game. I mean, you know, they had the time run of the plate multiple times toward, toward the end. They, yep. you know, they, they, they really fought in this one. And, you know, a lot of guys talked about the positive momentum that they can carry into tomorrow. So, you know, we'll have to see how it turns out for them.
1: I'm curious about... Late in the ball game, there were a couple opportunities. Diamondbacks came to the plate, tying run came to the plate. Did you get any sense that maybe there was some momentum shift that you could feel a little, you know, anxiety uh, exuding from the pores, uh, amongst other things, uh, from the faithful there at, at Citizens Bank Park? That hey, maybe something can happen. Maybe Gurriel can run into one late in the game. Did it did it seem like maybe at least there was that chance?
2: Yeah, I mean, this This bullpen is really, really good, right? I mean, for as great as Zach Wheeler, you know, was in the regular season and has been in the playoffs, like this Phillies bullpen has been lights out. And, you know, even though the D-backs didn't do a ton of damage, didn't wind up doing enough damage to ultimately turn this one in their favor, they very much made... You know these elite back end Phillies relievers looked very human. You know, like I don't think Alvarado totally dominated the Diamondbacks. There was some hard contact there. Think of Tommy Pham. I think his his line drive uh, that ended that that final inning that Alvarado pitched. I think that was like 108 miles an hour off the bat or something like that. Um, and even Craig Kimbrell in in the ninth inning. You know, I mean we've seen the Diamondbacks get to Craig Kimbrell before. He's obviously been in the league for a really really long time. So. Yeah, you know, I mean, it was it was kind of a hard hit, hard hit ball there for Gurriel. Unfortunately, for the D-backs, it it turned into a double play. But I think I think the D-backs, you know, show that they can hold their own against some of these really tough Phillies relievers.
0: I want to appreciate the fact that the chat uh, has (laughs) completely turned to cheese steak talk. It was ballpark um,
2: talk for like five minutes. It was minutes. ballpark
0: talk, and now we've just gone completely to cheesesteak talk. Uh, I will say there's questions. Uh, spiral Out, obviously a Phillies fan. He knows his stuff. He says, don't go to Pat's or Gino's. No. Tourist Traps. Yeah. John's Roast Pork, Angelo's, or Ishka Bibble's have some of the best cheesesteaks. Yeah. I went to Max's Ooh. Steaks in on germantown avenue in philadelphia and it was incredible and that was where somebody took me uh Megaran, uh you know uh of course philadelphia native who i'm not talking to right now we are not we are not friends during this series <laughs> just like i'm not friends uh, with most people from philadelphia but jesse i am still friends with you i'm still worried about you all the time so we look forward to you once again being the voice of reason around here even with patrick patrick gets me all riled up He's like a little bit. Yeah, he's he's like the kid that gets the dog all riled up before, you know, uh, before bed or whatever. But or, or the guy that talks too loud when like, I don't know, your brother's trying to sleep upstairs. and You go. Yeah. Hey, <laughs>
1: can you guys keep oh, it down a little bit that's just a, to use a random example? That's a, that's, something. A,
0: that's a guest at his house reference. I'm guessing. No. Right there. no? All thing. right. Well, hey, look, it was.
1: everybody wants to know. So. So. So give the people what they want. Have you had a cheesesteak yet in Philadelphia?
2: Yes. I have had a cheesesteak in Philadelphia. Hey, yes, yes, that a boy. That a boy. I was. Uh, I feel like.
0: I feel like I should have.
2: Uh, should have the picture ready to go here. Um, yeah, it, you know, like I think it was good, but at, at this, like, I don't know. I've had. I feel like I've had some decent cheesesteaks in in my life, and in various places. And uh, you know, this was definitely one of the better ones. I, I wouldn't yeah. say honestly that yeah. it like. Oh my gosh! Like my life has changed forever. This cheese steak <laughs> uh, is is you know, but it was uh, a better than diner anything though. I've ever had. It was, yeah, it was, it was, it was, yeah, it was just the just the good. diner across the street uh, from my hotel. Th- that's so where you're going to find I was the best told, ones
0: in Philadelphia.
2: Yeah, I mean the the airport shuttle driver told me that that was like a pretty famous diner, like a pretty, oh, hey. pretty solid spot to All go right. to. So. Uh, yeah, it was good. I mean, I did it. I did it like Grubhub style. I, I it was pickup. It wasn't delivery. But oh, it maybe God. wasn't quite as fresh. was pickup? You walked over
0: there? Oh no, 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 I no! Don't no walk, walk outside of the hotel. No, everything needs yeah, to
2: be I, I jaywalked I j- going across the street, <laughs> Derek. You would have been terrified. <laughs> Look at you. You're just a native
0: now.
1: If the, the only way you could top that is if you got a nice hot pretzel inside of a shopping cart. Ooh. This is also a big thing yeah. in yeah. uh yeah. in, That's, in, a in Philly. That's a big silly.
2: That's a big silly thing. Don't don't listen yeah. to him. I no, don't no. want you doing it, any of
1: these it things. Is. Yeah, I don't want
0: you doing any of these. Shopping things anyway. carts, they
1: heat up real oh, nice yeah. and the
2: pretzels are right. on point.
0: Trust uh, me. Jesse, we will see you tomorrow, but we appreciate you once again and uh hopefully like Perdomo said, they uh come out and have a great day tomorrow.
2: All right, guys.
0: I'll see All you. Right. All right, see ya sir. Um, all right. Well, that was absolutely uh, worth it just to know that Jesse uh, had okay. a cheesecake. Yeah, and that we he's okay. But We don't know if he's if he's drinking enough water. We know he's eating enough cheesecake. He's steak. definitely not. He's definitely not. But what <laughs> we do know is no matter win or lose tonight, the D-backs are still a goddamn dangerous team. We are a fucking dangerous team. Get the fucking dangerous shirt right now over at the phnxlocker.com. Of course, if you are a diehard, uh, you will get 20% off all those purchases at the phnxlocker.com. If you are not a diehard, you can get your membership today over at gophnx.com you will get a free shirt from the phnxlocker.com you can grab this brand new release uh, or this wagon shirt i'm wearing tonight uh, or any shirt from the phnx locker uh, and you get all sorts of those wonderful benefits too that comes with being a diehard member so of course we thank you guys so much for joining us all of you all of the phillies fans all of the d fans we thank love you, you guys we appreciate thank you guys you. for loving baseball and we are excited uh for this series uh, someone had to win tonight and uh, at the end of the day I know it didn't look great to start out, but the Diamondbacks battled back, and at least uh, we'll see we'll see how game two goes, but I think it's going to be very important for the Diamondbacks to win. Uh, also, uh, make sure to join us, if you can, on Saturday, October 21st, for the Out of Darkness Walk. We are joining uh, thousands of teams across the country uh, for a community walk. It's an event co-chaired by one of our very own PHNX Diehards that raises money for suicide prevention programs, unites those that have been affected by suicide, and helps create communities that are smart about mental health. Uh, I know we have all been affected at, at some point in our lives uh and if you haven't uh consider yourself lucky but i i Talked about my cousin who I've lost, and I know a lot of us have lost loved ones, uh, and we want to make sure that that doesn't hap- help happen anymore. So uh, you can join us for the Out of Darkness Walk uh, in person at Salt River Fields at Talking Stick at 9 a.m. on the 21st, or show your support virtually. Uh, join Team a- uh, Team PHNX by hitting the link in our description and help us hit our fundraising goal if you are able to. So we appreciate uh, that support. And again, also if you can't, uh, if you can't even donate anything, you can at least join the team. Yeah. We would love the support of. of of getting as many of our diehards and as many of our friends uh, on that team as we possibly can. Mm-hmm. But again, we thank you guys so much for joining us. On behalf of everyone here, we appreciate your time. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Cap underscore Caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse N. Friedman. This maniac next to me is at Patrick D. Lyons. Of course, the People's producer, uh, Damon. He is at Damon Dog. That's D-A-W-G. We are Damon's dogs. Five, five, five. I, want a, I want a bigger... Woof. Okay, thank you. But he's an arf arf guy. said he's an arf arf guy. guy. I know. I was. I'm supposed to respect that, but I can't. I just. <laughs> I, just I just. I'm a Sean. Sometimes all people are beautiful, saying.
2: Derek. All yeah. people come in different shapes, sizes. Ah, that's
0: fine. You're right. Speak okay. Different languages. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But uh, of course, uh, our show is at phnx underscore dbacks, and all roads do lead to at phnx underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you guys again for your time. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's way more fun when you're not playing the Phillies.